welcome back everyone for the third version third iteration of idiots report pleased to announce that we have a mic that is currently working where both of us are audible uh we've received tons of mail literally tons from both of those mails saying jack please we can't hear you we want to hear more so due to popular demand i am now hosting and my other co-host who confirmed that the cloth did smell like chloroform is Bevan. This week we will be covering the UFC, also known as AFC, the rugby, which was the British and Irish Lions versus the Springboks. And for the television viewing, we've got Clarkson's Farm, Suicide Squad and Blood Red Sky. Depending on who you ask, it could also be Blood in the Sky. As our Wait, what is it called? Blood Red Sky. Is it Blood Red Sky? It's Blood Red Sky. Oh, I thought it was Blood in the Sky. Hence the confusion. Yeah, Jack nearly watched the wrong movie uh, in preparing this week. Okay, Bevan, so the UFC, the, the fight that happened the weekend past, what are your thoughts? Watching the Embedded, I started to enjoy... What's the game. Embedded? So it's before the, like a pay-per-view or whatever they do, every day there's like, they follow the, some of the fighters around. So what, they're training before the fight, the week before the fight, cutting away, okay. the interviews, those kinds of things. And um, I actually started to grow to like the guy. And, uh, Who, Gain? Gain, yeah. yeah. Yeah, by the fight. Look, I still like Derek Lewis. I like him for the way he fights and those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, I was actually not happy that Cyril won. But, yeah, I was pretty impressed with the way he won. Look, I, think, I must say, I, I watched the highlights. Yeah. And um, I thought, because I heard you talking about Lewis last week, as did both of our avid listeners. Mm. Um, I was expecting more from Lewis, and from what my uh, layman observations uh, informed me was that Gain outclassed him. Yeah, like Lewis was there looking to tear this oak apart, and you know knock him out in one punch, and there was no finesse from his side. Oh, well, look, what? compared to Gain, yeah, compared no. to Gain, Gain uh, broke down the way Lewis fought. He figured it out fought to from keep outside. him at a distance. Yeah, fought from outside, and and Lewis. Didn't want to rush in because he was nervous. I don't know why. Uh, Lewis gained through 140 strikes. and uh, Sorry, gained through 140 strikes. And Lewis threw four. <laughs> so I don't know if our class is the right word. Um, I think the way Gain fought was the perfect way to fight Derek Lewis. So you're saying he matched his game to the opponent? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's literally 100% the best anybody's ever done. Gain... Stayed on the outside, tied him out, kind of, um, hit his legs, hit his legs. I saw jabs. his legs. He was flipping, destroying that. I think it was his left leg. Yeah, his lead leg, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that was the most important thing for Gain is to stay away from Derek Lewis, get him upset, get him angry, kick his leg, tire him out. And by the end of the fight, I think Derek was out of it. Like, I was just watching when they were standing, when they were doing, when Bruce Buffett was announcing the fight and those kinds of things. Derek Lewis looked freaking nervous. And that, I think, was, it was a lot... On him. There was a belt. There were, he was fighting in Houston. And, I mean, he was supposed to fight Francis for the, the heavyweight champion. Now he's fighting for an interim belt. So I just think he wasn't... He didn't look like he wanted to be there. I didn't get that. In, what, what is the interim belt? The interim belt... Well, this is not supposed to be an interim belt. This fight is supposed to be a number one contender. But to hype the fight, I think they added a belt to make it seem like a bigger event than it was. So it's like uh, everyone gets an award for attending kind of thing. Almost, yeah, exactly. It's almost like what well, Dana White said. At the, um, it's, like, it's like boxing, where the IFB and the WBO or whatever the belts are called, because there's so many fucking belts in boxing, that's why I don't watch boxing anymore. Um, 
two of them fight each other and then they get, uh, the, the winner gets both belts. A and, super belt. Yeah, well, not a super belt, but they become the undisputed champion. If they press it in the right way, it makes them taller. And even that, like, even that analogy is stupid because that's the reason why people don't want to watch boxing because there's too many belts. So the whole thing about this interim belt, I think, was a mistake on their part. They didn't have to fight. Uh, I don't think it was one of the biggest fights. I think it was one of the most lackluster fights I've ever seen. Well, not from one of the opponents. I mean, eight, pun- eight, eight strikes landed in three rounds, or two and a half rounds, is <laughs> ridiculous. No, to- only eight. Yeah, that's what I said. Cyril- I know four. Cyril, what did I Lewis say? threw four punches, you said. Oh, was it four? So, no, 104 from Cyril Gain. 104 significant strikes. Significant strikes. Is that landing? Well, I think it was landed strikes. I'm not too sure. Uh, Derek Lewis through eight. Now, that's just showing that uh, Derek Lewis is a brawler. Derek Lewis could knock anybody out from anywhere in any round. But Cyril Gohan is a champion. That's the difference. And like I said, he will win fights with his boring style. I didn't really know anything about him. He seems like a really chilled, really nice guy, which I like in fighting. Um, and he was really uh, respectful. He was respectful of Francis Ngannou. He was respectful of Derek Lewis. Um, so that also endeared me to him. And also he fought a good fight. And he knocked him out. Or TKO. So all my boxes are ticked now. He's not that boring anymore. He's not the most amazing, fun fighter to watch, but he's better than he was before. And also I started to get to know the character that is Lewis, uh, Lewis uh, gone. So yeah, I think... Um, not a great fight. I'm happy that he won. It's uh, propelled him into stardom now. I mean, everybody knows who he is before nobody knew who he was. The big guy. I mean, he's taller than uh, uh, Francis Ngannou. But uh, no, they weren't small dudes. No, well, he's six. Small. It's heavyweights. Um, so yeah, I think it just shows that if he carries on the way he is now, he will be a big star. If he fights the way he did now, he, he as in tactically, tactically, but not. That's the thing. He can't. He was too tactical. If you know what I'm saying. He was looking for points the way he was fighting. Well, it was. Yeah, he won. Served him well. But nobody wanted to watch him. Now at least he knocked Derek Lewis out. Well, that's a big difference. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still tactical, but he's going for the knockout. He's not go- trying to get to the end and win the decision. That's the difference. Okay. Yeah, so that makes a huge difference. So if he carries on like this, um, he might do well. The problem is Derek Lewis is a much easier fight than Francis Ngannou. Yes, Derek Lewis can knock you out. Easier in terms of? Well, I'll explain to you now. Oh, word gets better. <laughs> Derek Lewis can knock you out, yeah, from any round, anywhere. Francis Ngannou can do that as well, but he's also technical. He's had the same coach as Cyril Gahn, and he knows how Cyril Gahn's going to fight. He knows how to get points. He's a much more well-rounded fighter. He's not the most well. I mean, Stipe is the most well-rounded fighter in the heavyweight division. But uh, uh, Francis Ngannou, his takedown defense, he's striking his jabs, he's staying away. He's, well, his tactical game is... Is I would say a eight out of ten, whereas Derek Lewis is a three out of ten, but he can knock you out and he's a fun guy to watch. Cyril gone nine out of ten, but he doesn't have the power that uh, Ngano has. So I think if he's got a much, I mean, to beat Derek Lewis is a lot easier than beating Francis Ngano now, because Francis Ngano is just not he's not just a powerhouse anymore. He's a true champion. Um, so yeah, like hopefully, look at this point, I'm still I like Derek Lewis. I still like him more than Cyril gone. I like. Francis Ngannou more than Cyril Gahn, but I'm starting to like Cyril Gahn more than Stipe Miocic. Stop swearing at me. I don't like all these foreign words you're throwing around. <laughs> oh, these names. Stipe Miocic is the old champion, the one that's um, Francis Ngannou beat. I thought that was a slur. Okay. No. Were there any other fights on the... What do you call it? Is it a fight weekend? Is fight it a fight card. night? Fight card. Yeah. Any other notable fights on the fight card, as I've just learned? Yeah, look. 
I think the the best performance of the night was Jose Aldo. Uh, he used to be the 145. Actually, it's an interesting story about um, Jose Aldo. He was a 145 uh, pound champion. 145 pounds? Yeah. My head weighs more than that. Yeah, it's about 70 kilograms. Well, no, it's less. It's about 60, 65 or something like that. I bet 69. <laughs> at one stage, he was looked at as the one of the best of all time. And then Conor McGregor came into the picture and knocked him out in the first round. From there, he's it's just been a downhill battle for him. I always thought that, you know what I mean? Like, you be, you're in the picture of being one of the best of all times. Yes, he's, he's going to be looked at as one of the best of all times. But at this point, he's... He, after that Conor fight, it broke him completely. And I think, and that's been for what, fucking five years or so. He's been, like he's won a few, you know, he's got dropped down to 135. He used to be 145, he's now dropped down to 135. Um, yeah, like I said, he used to be, you know, one of the best of all time. He's now become a washed out champion, as they say. He's one of the, they, they think, yeah, his age is catching up to him. He's not throwing as many punches. But I think his performance on, on Sunday morning or Saturday night, depending on where you live in the world, was the old Jose Aldo, throwing leg kicks, throwing, I think he threw 120 strikes or something like that. Look, he didn't knock the guard, he won in decision, but I mean, it's a, it's a 135 pound. There's not a lot of really strong guys there. Um, so look, I'm very happy to see Jose Aldo because I always felt sorry for the guy because of just being knocked out by Conor McGregor and Conor McGregor's star rose to fucking millions and millions of dollars and Jose Aldo kind of went on the downhill. Yeah, it's like losing a fight to the most arrogant dick in the in the schoolyard. You and don't want to lose he, to that guy. Yeah, and the reason he lost is because he's an arrogant dick. That's literally the reason why he lost. Oh, Aldo? No, um, uh, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor got in his head. Jose Aldo wanted to kill him. Pop, popped him in the head, knocked him out. So, look, <laughs> I think that uh, I'm happy to see him back. I'm happy. I hope he carries on like this and I want him to fucking fight TJ Dillashaw. Remember TJ yeah. Dillashaw? The gummy berry guy. <laughs> I want him to fight him. Uh, I think that would be a freaking amazing fight because they both are legends. Oh, they're both in the same weight class. Yeah. So TJ Dillashaw was the 135-pound champion before, and then he got popped for EPO. Uh, Jose Aldo is 145. Uh, he went down now to 135. Without EPO? No, nothing. Well, he hasn't. We don't know, but I mean. He hasn't, hasn't been caught. He hasn't been caught for anything. So, or, mm-hmm. And they got pretty good. Pretty we're, not, we're not insinuating that he has taken. No, no, I don't think he is. No, I think he's natural, and I'm very happy to see him back. Um, other than that, that um, Kiesa fight, I think that that Luke K or whatever his name is, people are saying he's in the discussion for the champ for, to fight uh, um, Usman, but I don't see it just yet. I think the next fight for Usman after Colby Covington should be uh, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards, I think, is the best in that division, other than Usman. I think uh, his championship level, I think he's far better than Colby Covington. But we'll see what happens. And then I think Lee, he needs to beat somebody like a Colby Covington or a Leon Edwards to get to that championship. Or even, you know, he should fight Gilbert Burns. Only Burns I know is Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Not the same guy. The re- well, you say <laughs> that, you think so. I thought he was yellow with a six meter long nose. No, that's not him. Oh, okay. That's another guy. From The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so those are my thoughts on the UFC this weekend. What did you think? Look, I just watched the, the main fight. Yeah. And I, like I said, I thought that Gon was, you know, he had finesse. You could see he had a plan. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever that guy wanted to come in close, Gon just leg kick, leg kick, leg kick. Keep him at a distance, make him play his own game, you know, make him fight the fight that he wants to fight. Yeah. And, you know, that ties in with what you're saying. 
he made him work for it and it did work for him. It I think working. I think what he's done is he's upgraded his game. He used to fight for points, but he realized in order to get to where he needs to be, he can't keep doing that. Because people are not going to come watch his fight. Now he's realized I need to take a risk in order to get to that level. Otherwise, what's the use of getting to that level? You understand what I'm saying? What's the, what's the use of winning, the getting the belt, and then nobody comes and watches you? You might as well be a fun fighter. And what he's done is he's taken 50%, you know, the yin and yang. He's taken 50% of, you know, uh, he wants to knock somebody out, and he's still kept a lot of his, uh, the other 50% of his tactical fighting. So he's fighting tactical, but he's taking risks. And I think that's what works so well against Derek Lewis. Look, Derek Lewis is an easy person to do that against because he's got... Because he looks like a brawler. Not because he looks like a brawler, because he is a fucking brawler. So if you tire that guy out, you can start taking risks. Mm-hmm. It's a big risk because if he clips you once, you fuck. <laughs> the problem with Ngannou is you can't do You have to fight tactical. And Ngannou is just as tactical. And he punches harder than Derek Lewis. So that's the problem with Ngannou. That's why I think Ngannou might be the best of all time when it comes to heavyweight. I know Stipe, you know, is incredible. But I think Stipe doesn't have the power that Ngannou does. And Ngannou looks almost... If he... If he if he makes the step he did against Stipe, now in his next fight against Cyril, Ngannou will be better than everybody. If he just carries on getting better and better and better. Because he's only also been fighting for about seven years. How long is it normally between a person's, let's say, fight one or fight ten and fight eleven? What, what gaps do they normally look at? Well, it depends on where you are. If you're an amateur fighter, it's like boxing. You fight... Per day. Yeah. No, not every day, but you'll fight like, what, 12... Fights. It depends. Well, raised on the dairy, bitch. Yeah, but you'd probably fight. Look at that level, of champion, like a champion. Yeah, like this gone. When when can I expect to see him again? Probably at the end of the year. Wow. So they fight maybe twice a year. Not everybody. And during COVID, it changes. But a champion, an active champion like Usman, like that's three times. That's un, unseen. You never, you don't see that anymore. But um, with Ngannou, I think he would probably with heavyweights as well. They'll probably do about two fights a year. But there's other guys to watch. That's the nice thing about the UFC. Yeah, but I'm going to forget these guys' names by the time they come around again. Just carry on fucking watching. I'll watch highlights. <laughs> I'll watch highlights. Sticking with the sports, the British and Irish Lions versus the Springboks. Bevan, did you actually watch it? Did you do your homework? Yes, I watched the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> How long were the highlights that you watched? 27 minutes. Okay, so but that's, but, almost, but that's talking, fairly comprehensive. Yeah, but before we carry on, I mean, talking about the highlights there, 27 minutes, fucking 15 minutes of it before the match. Explaining who's on the field and those kinds of things. What? Yeah. That's what I just thought. Did you fast forward? Yeah, I went through that. I fast forward through that. But 20, 15 minutes of that, 27 minutes of the highlights was them walking on the field, them singing the anthem. I'm getting bored just fucking listening to that, man. But, okay, so you watched 12 minutes is what you're saying. Yeah, well, that's not my fault. Because there isn't the, I watched the extended okay. one. That's okay, well, there. I don't know. Look, I don't know if you picked up the intensity from those 12 minutes. Uh... Because well, look, that, I, I can pick it up because it's a low score, scoring game, and the guys were kicking for touch, uh, kicking for poles every time they got the chance. Well, no, not really. Okay, listeners, uh, thank you very look much. Look how fucking smug Jack is. Because it doesn't Louise. often happen this way around. Oh wow! No, wow. there was a lot of attempts. There were the times when obviously they could have gone for the three points, but they opted to go for the try. Yeah, didn't work out. But what I meant was this was a gritty game. Like you could see there was. I don't want to say bad blood, but there was a lot of smack talking going on behind the scenes from Rossi Rasmus's flippin' catalogue of videos and commentary and... Oh, I didn't see that. What happened? No, he was basically... Okay, because 
Erasmus is not the head coach anymore. Yeah. He's the director of rugby. Yes, I know. That's his title. And he was the water boy, I'm sure you noticed. Yeah. And has been, as if I, I could be wrong, but for the whole series so far. Yeah. Now, yes, maybe technically it's permissible, but I mean, fucking director of rugby, bring your water on. This guy <laughs> won a World Cup two years ago. Um, but oh, why, why, why? That's a smart move to make. It is a smart move. Why not? Why waste the water boy when you've got him? What a coach! It's an H two O. It's the same thing. If we go back to you, sorry. If we just go back to USC, it's like having Khabib in the corner, like Islam and and those guys. They all have Khabib, the greatest of all time, in their corner. I mean, if you got him, you might as well fucking use him. Yeah, no. If he's humble. If he's humble enough to do it, fucking great. No, absolutely, I hear you. But I'm just saying that as to kind of explain to you that there was a lot going on behind the scenes because then. The British and Irish lines were crying about it. Wah, wah, wah. That's pretty much what it sounded like about Rossi Rasmus, Waterboy. Wah, wah, wah. I don't see why. That's, I mean, that's stupid. Because it's to the Springboks' advantage and they're not doing it yeah, themselves. Yeah, of course. It's, <laughs> having a good coach is to their advantage. What's the difference if it's a Waterboy if it's a fucking head coach? Well, I think what they're specifically referring to is the contact between him and the players during the game. Ah, I see what you're saying. But, so, yes, as I'm trying to say, that there was a lot going on behind the scenes. There was a lot of chirping, a lot of people moaning about, oh, did you see uh, Itoje kneeling on this guy's throat? Did you see this foul play? What, what? There was a lot of back and forth, is what I mean. Yeah. And I think there was also some maybe leftover residual animosity from the great feat of 2019 with the Springboks when they defeated England. Um... Not for the first time. Yeah, not you know in a, you, in a world you know what I'm final. saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, so I think they they wanted to get back at the Springboks there. Oh, that's interesting. That. So I mean that game was hard. The one Springbok player, look, his nose is already disfigured, but that thing. Fuff. 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 Uh, no, his name again. Some stupid name like that. Okay, edit this out. No, fuck that. But this, the his nose was already fucked up. Like he could smell you from around a corner. Okay. And I, I don't know what it looked like before the match, but during... Okay, obviously there was blood, but this his nose looked like a reverse speed bump. Like, if a speed bump had to eat itself... What position and is this open? Lock. Seven. Lock. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Jason says he's always sm- it looks like he's smelling something. What? Well, yes, he's like, from oh. around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he took a beating. The one, the uh, British and Irish Lions captain, his ear got... I don't know. It looked like I saw their fly off went off. Yeah. Obviously, he had his ankle or something like that. Yeah, shame. He he, he tripped over his labia. <laughs> Happens from time to time. But I look at the end of the day, we won. No, so, we won. And it was, a uh, while not exciting in, in the sense that there were 12 tries apiece, it was a hard-fought battle. And I mean, it was uh, go up to the opposition five-meter line, get a scrum, defend your asses off, no try. I saw... At the beginning of the game, it looked like they were dominating us in the scrum. And then when I saw, at the end, yes. we were starting to dominate them. Was there a replacement put on, or what was that? Uh, that's just superiority, Bevan. Oh, okay. yeah, it's called fitness. <laughs> Witness the fitness. <laughs> the fitness props, that's actually quite... You know hard. what I wanted to ask you is, what do you, who, what do you think of Mornay Stone? I think he's excellent at kicking. Yeah. And I think his, his record proves that, but... Anything other than kicking, I think there are a number of better options available at number 10. I do rate Andre Pollock. You think that the Flaff needs to... He distributes well? Or not? 
Yeah, but I think defensively he's not as strong as some of the other options. No, you just have an eight man running behind his channel. If that were the case, and always Why the option, then prop, he then nothing about channels. Listen, but I played prop. Any channel I watch is DSTV. Open <laughs> side, blind side flank, eighth man, and center. Don't lie. Jack. I played center. Where? And what team? <laughs> not the A team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was a year older than than uh, the grade we were in, oh. and it was their B team. I still got rocked. Mm. There was, you know, a year difference makes. It makes a world of difference when you're in high school. I mean, I think I was 16, 15 at the time, and those 16-year-olds look like men. That's true. You know, some of them had more than three moustaches. And also, which, you, you're not known for your athleticism. Uh, that's exactly what I'm known for. You are the lack of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking athletic. No, but I mean, there was one, I took the ball, and Ray was still the coach. Yeah. And he said, okay, Jack, if you get the ball, run straight. Yeah. Don't pass. Don't do anything fancy. Crash ball. I said, like, yes, coach. <laughs> and so I ran and I saw this mammoth of a 16-year-old child, quite frankly. But this kid was big. Yeah. I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to get fucking owned here, but let's just go and see where it takes me. I ran. I saw his furious-looking face. He was concentrating fairly hard the way he was pulling his face. But I saw him. I felt something. I saw sky. And then I saw grass. Okay. So he so, tackled the shit out of you. Yeah, he flipped me, he played with me, manhandled me. Mm. And um, and that's why we're talking about rugby today, not playing it. <laughs> I think we were both pretty <laughs> shit at it. The, the shittest guys coach or the shittest yeah. guys talk about it. <laughs> oh, we, so shit, we don't even coach. <laughs> but you did coach with me, remember, in, grade, in our I first year. I never coached. Uh, never coached. But anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the one thing I wanted to say is I rate... Mornay Stain as the second best fluff of all time. I don't think Johnny Wilkinson is better than him because if you're talking about only kicking, Johnny Wilkinson can only kick and distribute. But I mean, those are his okay, two what, what And I think Mornay Stain is a better runner. Mornay Stain is brilliant with the ball in his hand. Are you crazy? Maybe not nice, 38 years old, but in, in the past, he was brilliant. I mean, he was a running fluff before he became a kicking fluff. And then he practiced to kick and he became the best kicker. I think uh, nobody beats Dan Carter, let's be honest. It's not going to happen. Good, yeah. Oh, fuck. We miss. Uh, but Bowden Barrett's not playing Flaff at the moment. So No, he's moved. He's, he's uh, 15, yeah. For my money, based on the full career, I think he's tied Bowden Barrett for number two. And I think Johnny Wilkinson number three. I don't rate Johnny Wilkinson. I think he's a brilliant kicker, but I don't rate him as anything more than that. Wasn't he a chef? No, wait. Who's that guy? The chef. Who's that? Jamie Oliver. That's who I'm thinking of. The fuck are you talking about? He's English. What same do you thing? think about Johnny Wilkinson? <laughs> it's not even the same but name. He cooks well. If his name was Johnny Oliver, I'd be like, okay, now that's good. It's not to the J. It's not to the J. Almost the same thing. <laughs> same, same, but different. But yeah, I think uh, Dan Carter, obviously, number one. Uh, who would be your top five, top three class of all time? Okay, you've got Larkin. You've got Johnny Wilkinson. You've got Carlos Spencer. You've got Dan Carter. You've got Corey, no, Corey James. Um, I just said his name now. Other New Zealand Barrett. Barrett Barrett. You've got fuck. Derek Ohart. You've got <laughs> John uh, what's, no, no, what's, no, that, what's the no, one that won, uh, won the World Cup for us? John uh man, he's a commentator. Yeah, but Stransky. he's not Joel Stransky. Joel, Joel Stransky. Yeah, I'm just as bad as you. Thought of the J. <laughs> he can also cook well. <laughs> um no, look, I I struggle to be objective here. I just keep going back to local boys. And, um, yeah, but nobody beats Dan Carter, surely. 
You think he has a better fight than Daniel Carl? Hey, relax. Okay, just for the people who don't have eyes on this situation, Bevan was actually getting ready to pulse. Because I'm trying to get closer to the mic. No, you're trying to get closer oh, to my throat. By the way, this part is a podcast called, it's called the Idiots Report Podcast, aka Two Idiots, One Mic, because we bought three mics oh, and only fuck. one works. <laughs> yeah, three mics. It's for guests. We, yeah. we, we're planning for growth. Listen, we've got a lot of idiot friends. Anyway, Jack, carry on. Uh, Franz Stein, he was... He oh. played flower, flower for the stage. Never mind. Let's just move on. No, fuck it. I like. No, he was also a, a center. Yeah, but he's not a back. top. He's not a top three yeah. flower. For me, he is Bevan. Yeah, because you don't know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about, Bevan. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> he's not. Frontstein's good as a center. Maybe he's not. He's oh, fucking excellent. He's fucking excellent. Okay. Okay. Top three fly halves. Last Boerta. Okay. No, I'm not. I'd say... No, Last Boerta, I mean, that's... Decent. No, I'm just saying a name from olden times. Yeah, but that's more relevant than fucking Francois Stein. No, play, off. Doesn't play flower very often. Yeah, but when he did, he executed. It's like Richard Hammond drove a Formula One car. He's your favorite Formula One driver, Richard Hammond. It's not the same. No, he never drove Formula He's One. He's a utility as a back. He's not a flower. So what? So what? Is this, no, you cannot. So yeah, what is this position? Utility. Utilitarian. What is a utility bench? What is like utility you, you were a utility bench. Same I was me. a utility <laughs> player in general. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> and actually, you say that on the bench. We went on a rugby tour in 2007 or 8? Eight. 8. 2008. And at that stage, it was still 15. Well, obviously, as it still is, 1 to 15 is the starting. Yeah. Then we had 16 to 22, which was the bench. Yeah. We had a max of seven. Yeah. The number on my bag, my suitcase, was fucking 23. It was the first of the yeah, guys not that, even on the fucking bench. Yeah. Do you but know? That, and no. nowadays, 23 would still be considered fucking That team. was alphabetical, you idiot. It was never alphabetical, fuck. Uh, maybe 23. I don't even know what my bag was. I don't even know where that bag is. I know, because it still hurts. Uh, he still would, hurts me. You're like, yo, he's not starting. <laughs> he's not even on the bench. You know that guy. You know that that player twenty three was that fake guy, the fan. Yeah, you were the fan. Yes, and it was still around that time. Listen, as well. I think I was like forty four or something like that because I was at that stage second team backline. Like I was way at the back. Yeah, but you still played first team. A yeah, few and games then got there. fucking dominated because you had sex with injury. injury. Edit point. Sorry. <laughs> no, you can say the story. I'll tell the story later. <laughs> but um. Yeah, Bevan got and caught with his hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest guy on the other team. <laughs> but um, no, I only played because uh, I two because Carl. I think Carl got injured or something. That's only reason. Bogey. Yeah, only reason I played first team then. It's only my top three flops. I think Dan Carter, as I said, and then tied for second. Uh, Bowden Barrett. Even though Bowden Barrett didn't play flop that long, he still played for fucking. He played oh, so a off. utility back. He played flop for a season. Not uh, fucking one game and then okay, went to center like okay. that's a utility bet, uh, dickhead. Okay, okay. But anyway, um, okay. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the rugby tour. Uh, what else happened? Oh, uh, uh, fucking what's his name? Shorty. Oh, Faf. No man, that was in the previous game. No, the fucking wing. Oh, Cheslin Colby. Colby, stick the fuck you know, out of him. Oh, that I was saying to my wife. During the game, she wasn't watching. She was on her phone watching Gay's Anatomy. I said to her, just give the ball to Colby in space. We'll get five points. Yeah. 
that guy is like a, a piece of snot. Yeah. Once he's on, you can't catch him. You can't pick him up. He's just poof, gone. You know, he reminds me of this. Do you remember Theo Upload? No. That's the thing. Nobody remembers that guy, but he was like the original Chesn Cole. Short guy, colored guy, had a scrum cap on. South African. Yeah. He was the wing for South Africa, but he didn't play that many games. He wasn't as quick as Colby, but he was also a short. Uh, Gio Aplon, sorry. Gio Aplon, okay. Not yeah. Gio, Gio. Gio. Gio Do you know who I liken to him as well? Is Brent Russell. But he didn't play for that long. Brent Russell. Brent Russell. Yeah. Oh yes, little blonde guy in man on the yes, yes, yeah. fuck you. and he the kick PC as well. the PC game rugby two thousand one. Yes, we still had that, and I think he featured on there. And the commentator there, whenever he get, whenever Russell gets a ball, commentator, and he takes off like a supercharged motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for me, out of the blocks, he was a flipping standout, one of the standouts. You know what he does well is he's very small. But what he's very good at keeping the defender away. Like even the way he hands like Colby now. Yeah, Chesson Colby. Like he can get around the play, but what he does is even when he does a side step, he puts his hand out. Yeah, to create to, space. To create space. So he kind of pushes himself away. Which is great for such a, a clever thing for such a small guy to push a guy because obviously he's got a short uh, uh, reach. But if he pushes before the guy closes, he just pushes himself out the way and he's and he's, he's yeah, good like to go. A, a polar opposites on a magnet kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's doing that well. Um, other than that, that is not prop thinking right there. No, props run into people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> BJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. But, uh, yeah, look, I think Mourner, it was quite cool that Mourner, I mean, he's obviously close to the end of his career and then he yeah. kicked, you know, that he won the game. I don't think he won the game, but I mean, you know, that he got yeah. the last couple of points like he did against when he yeah, first I mean, started. He remember, came on, boom, get on, kick. But remember, 12 years ago, he came on in the second half. And one uh, uh, helped us be, or kick to beat the British and Irish Lions yeah. in the third game. Yeah. I don't know if it was the third or the second. No, it was the third game. And he did it again now, and he's about to retire. So it's crazy, man. It's a nice feather in the cup. Yeah. And the nice thing about it is we won the World Cup, we beat the British and Irish Lions. So we're going to win another World Cup in 11 years. <laughs> well, it's, it's like in cycles of three, from 95 to 07 to 2019. Every third World Cup so we far won. from us. Re- well, okay, the first where we rejoined. Yeah, because we weren't in the 89. Yeah, we, we, they played keep away with us. No, was, was it 89? No, there was two. It's 89. No, we, no, we, no. No, 87 and 91 and 95 was our first World Cup. That we so from inception, we've won every third. Yeah, because we weren't in the first two anyway. So. Yeah, can't win if you're not there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But uh, talking about Rassi Erasmus, I think he's turned South African rugby around. Let's be very clear about that. I agree with you 100%. He yeah. is, he's, he's made, he's turned things around, absolutely. And he, I think he's done it, not just at Springbok level, but, you know, feeding into the Springboks. I think he's done more than many others have. You know what's quite, in, you know what, what really boggles my mind is how he st- stood by his decision in the World Cup to be, to play boring, 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 and then in the final, I could turn it around and win. Like, yeah. imagine doing shit like that, dude. Like having the balls, if I can play a boring shit game, that you know you might win. What if you lose? Then then, then people will, will be, hate him. You will be crucified. Yeah, he'll literally lose all credibility. Yeah. And he's like, no, fuck it. Let's just let's just do it. Well, he went go big or go home. Yeah, fuck. I actually that guy's. I get it, man. Because the whole World Cup, I was like, why the fuck are they Ooh. kicking the fucking ball? And then I'm like, then I say to somebody, I'm like, Buff's gonna fucking kick it. Watch, he's gonna fuck. He fucking kick. It. And then they be like, in half, in their fucking half, I'm like. 
watch Fafa fucking kick a ball. Fucking kicks a ball. And at the end, obviously, I understand. But yes, as I was fucking pissed off. But you know, they, whatever game plan they had, they executed like fucking champions in the World Cup now. No, no. And even Faf was saying, like, he was getting all this hate online yes, and shit like yes. that. And he was like, and Rusty was like, just fucking stick to the game plan. So also, I mean, for Faf to do something like, now he's a fucking hero. But, but yeah. then I hated Faf. I was yeah. like, put fucking Yankees on. This guy's fucking, not Yankees, <laughs> January. This guy's fucking shit. You fucking blonde puss. What? what, what? <laughs> but actual fact. No, yeah, no, like I think he was also madly popularized by his uh, choice of underwear in the oh, celebrations. Yeah. Well, it was a costume, yeah. Dude, you know what my wife said to me still after the after the World Cup? Yeah. Um, what did I say? I said something like, yeah, even when I was training or gymming or whatever, I never looked close to what Faf looks like now in terms of buff. It was just a comment in passing. Yeah. You know what she doesn't respond with? What? Well, you don't train like him, so you're not going to look like him. Yeah, she's right. Yes, objectively, yes. But, you know, people have feelings. I have two of them. Well, and she lied to you. No, Jake, you could look like... You know you what? Sometimes the genetics, she didn't... My friend. Oh, fuck you and your genetics, man. <laughs> there was no even... There wasn't... It wasn't a question. It was just Jake, a statement that was insulting. Her. It's not anybody else's fault. You no, chose no, to marry She got to marry me. And she benches more than you. So just fucking... She's, oh, yeah, well, I don't want to... Okay, okay moving along to the next topic. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, what else did we say? Oh, you know what I think they're also doing well is January's on the bench the whole time because he's such a fucking great player off the bench. The, Impact the, player. Yeah, because they call they, bomb squad. They brought Rhino, Rhino, Reinhardt or whatever his name in. Oh, because Gr- 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 Reinhardt. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, why are they starting him? And then I realized, no, January's a fucking brilliant. He's like Ricky. He's literally like Ricky January. Uh, or what's his name? Was it Ricky January? Is it January? Yeah, he was for the Lions. Yeah, man. He, but he was the same. It used to be... Uh, uh, what's her name Fruit de Priya, and then he used to come on in the end he's like a very very fast yeah. uh, expi- exciting player and I think that's the same thing with uh, Kirvis Reinach is a shit game from what I saw they were passing fucking mm-hmm. cut. Yeah. but I think they used to fuck okay before we move on from sport uh, I've seen a lot of this uh, online and I want to hear your thoughts on it yeah while it is great to watch people at the pinnacle of the sport and all of that mm. What do you think of the idea of the People's Olympics? What does that mean? Where randoms, such as myself or you, while I might be extraordinarily athletic and madly capable, but where uh, ordinary people compete, not against, but alongside the then, professionals. Yeah. But how would you judge that? As a, the People's Olympics? Yeah, but then the people would just train and get as good as the Olympians. Not the fuck, Bevan. Like a lottery. You if, could do it. If, no, wait, listen, because... How are you going to pick? No, it's not. It's entertainment value. Yeah, but it's how do you not fucking... opening a shot for this new up but and coming? I understand. Let's take a fat fight but how would you and pick make that? him run. But how would you pick that person? Unless it's a lottery. You so... send them a fucking mail. You send them an SMS. So randomly they just pick random people. Whatever. Or a lottery. I think, I think you... a lottery. You can enter the lottery. Okay. You're getting fucking. This is beyond the point. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, how would you get the people in? Because it would work for the first one. And then the next time the guys would train. Then that's just making a mockery of the Olympic. I think let's just keep the Olympic <laughs> fucking serious for once. Please, Jesus. Everything else is a fucking joke. Ah, it's impossible. Anyway, as you were saying. Well, anyways, I think that would be a neat idea. No. Just for, yes, for fucking, for so entertainment not, and for scale purposes. But during the Olympics or a separate thing? No, like, during. No, are you fucking mad, dude? I am fucking not mad and the I'm Olympics fucking serious. You, you, those people, you don't. 
like the swimmers or the runners, for example. You know how focused those guys are yeah. during the, before the race. If you've yeah. got some fat fuck like you burping and farting next to him, he's going to fuck up his whole timing. Everything about that race. You can't just have random people oh, pitch so, up. So must they mollycoddle them? Yes. It's the fucking Olympics, dude. Why it's mollycoddle? Like a, because it's like, okay, so would you like it if the Formula One had random people go and race with it? I would fucking love that. It wouldn't be an interesting race. They Why not? Because they would fuck everything up. No, they wouldn't fuck everything up. They would up. crash into people and shit. Okay, going at 300 k's an hour is very different to swimming in a lane next to where there's a floaty... What do you call those things? Well, they, all we would do is we would see the first guy swimming and then we'd be like, okay, let's wait for Jack to finish. That depends on the camera angle. I think that's a good idea, but not during that. You'd make another thing fucking Joe Smo versus Olympian gold medalist. Like a fun show or something that's a good pitch for a show but don't fuck with the olympics people train <laughs> their whole life for the olympics dude it's like a people and literally that's why they earn life. it yeah exactly they win gold and then you give some fat fuck like you or me just a, a chance to come and swim next to them are you fucking mad why not oh my god are you, you no. <laughs> no i'm sorry there needs to be some kind of fucking okay why, why doesn't some anyone or any one of you two that are listening mm. give us feedback Tell us your thoughts. I don't on care the, what they think. They, the, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. The People's Olympics, yay or nay? No. Please yes. let us know. As a separate thing, fine. No. no okay, indicate. Know. Separate. It is the People's together. Olympics. They're not aliens. They're no. human beings. No, they're not human beings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> it's just, okay, anyways, moving along swiftly. You're fucking mad, dude. That's the worst. That's worse than you not knowing anything about Star Wars. Or, you don't know. It's so weird. How do people... How do you think? You, Game of Thrones was good. Star Wars was... Prequels were good. Let's have a People's Olympics. Are you, are you doing it to irritate me? Because it fucking sounds like it. Like, I'm... I'm literally... I can't... Like, I'm... I can't even imagine what's going through your head. Like, I don't... I don't understand what the fuck you think. I <laughs> hope the mics work today so I can market this thing and we can get a lot of listeners. Because I want them to know that you don't know what you're talking about. The People's Olympics. Jesus. Oh, okay. I think Bevan's lifespan is just shortened by a year. Yeah, I'm fucking losing my hair just sitting here. And I don't have a lot to do. Again, be both of them. <laughs> like, do you do it to irritate me? Like, really? Did it work? Yeah, but are you serious about it? <laughs> I'm serious about it. Yeah, absolutely. No, bullshit. You can't be. <laughs> yes. Fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> for Bevan's heart, pre- uh, heart pressure, I mean blood pressure and heart rate, I think let's move along. Okay, Life. moving along swiftly. <laughs> okay, just for all the people who care out there, we have uh, given Bevan some psychosocial support services. <laughs> he's, he's okay now. It's, I'm not angry. I'm <laughs> gobsmacked the way you think. It makes no fucking sense to me. And your wife as well. Make, it makes no fucking sense. The Olympics, sorry that we're carrying on about it, but I just had a smoke to relax and just calm down to move on to the next topic, but I still can't. The Olympics is for elite athletes. It's not for fuckheads. Space. Or they are fuckheads, but I mean... Space is for astronauts and not fuckheads. And yet, here we are. What fuckheads went to space? Jeff Bezos. He's not a fuckhead. He's, a, he's the richest man in the world. Is he an astronaut? He's the richest is man he... in the world. He can do what he and? fucking wants. So? Oh, so then the luckiest yeah. person can, can There's a difference the between Jeff Bezos and you. And me. Let me just say me as well, just to make you feel better. But there's a big fucking difference. Okay. So then would your answer change if people could buy their way into the Olympics to compete in that version? 100%. Yes, of course. Why? 
It's not made for that. Space is space. It's a natural thing. The Olympics is made for extreme natural, extremely natural, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> know that natural, but that's fine. It's okay. it's for amazing athletes. It's for us to watch the best of humanity. Listeners, thank you. We're moving along swiftly. I'm starting no, to fear for my physical safety. Idiot, Bevan's going to start throwing things again. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Jesus. Toxins yeah. form. Okay, so yeah, I actually forgot about it, and then I watched about half of it. But yeah, I like it. A lot. No, I think it is quite, it's quite excellent. It's entertaining. It's Clarkson, <laughs> not going to say unrefined, but. Where do you rate it against Top Gear, the best of Top Gear? I'm not going to, I would, <sighs> look, let me just say this. I don't think it's as good as the best of Top Gear, because I still, when I see Clarkson, I'm like, I wish May or Hammond yeah, would come and yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I still miss that, but it's way better than what they did, what they released. I don't know if that, Grand Tour, fucking whatever special, like Sully the Top Gear name or the, the, what I thought of Top Gear, but well not Top Gear, but I mean the, the, those three. Um, I thought this was pretty like actually almost going back to the roots of Clarkson. You know what I'm saying? Look, I think that comes down to two things. One, that Clarkson is an entertaining person that people want to watch. Yeah, hundred percent. Number two, he popularizes. Or he has the ability to popularize something boring. like cars, which is not boring yeah, at all. Okay. But I mean, it appeals to a wider market. But a car show, I mean, any other car yeah, show is I mean, fucking look, terrible. Look at Fifth Gear or I don't know what other and, crap. And I mean, there. Tiff is a nice guy and I like listening to what Tiff has to say. Who is the guy from Fifth Gear? You know that, oh. that race driver? He was actually on the original Top Gear. But I mean, I can only watch him for so long. Yeah, it no, it's bland. You know, I don't, yeah. But I mean, with Top Gear... You get people that don't really care about cars and they love the show. And they I learn know, about I, cars. I do not give a flying fuck about farming. But I like the show. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's done the same for farming. Look, it's not going to inspire uh, someone to go, oh, maybe he does. You never know. Yeah, but you can't be inspired, inspired to go and farm. It's not the cheapest thing in the world. There's a lot of stupid people with money. It's true. More money than well, you Well, Clarkson. You know <laughs> yeah. what I liked about um, this thing is a lot of the shows, like, you know everybody's rich, but they try to kind of play it down like there's not these fucking rich people and they yeah. try to go with, like, average shit. And you're like, dude, just get the best of the best. Clarkson's not like that. It's like, I'm a farmer. I want a fucking Lamborghini. And, yeah, he's an idiot for getting it, but I want a Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? I like that. You know, he's got all the toys and he goes and he says, this cost me 62000 I like that. I want to see him spend his fucking money. Yeah, look, there's, there's more to it, I think, later on in the episodes. I won't spoil it for you. But there's... It kind of goes both ways. There's, there's that where yeah, I've he buys seen, a I've fucking seen, Lamborghini yeah. tractor, and he, and then at the end he's talking about like if they didn't make money and it's hard to be a farmer and those kinds of things. Well, that and also I mean one of the examples he built a barn to store some of his uh, produce. Or some Let me of just guess it got burnt down. No, oh. no, it didn't. But the fucker thought he'd save money and he built one barn to store. Literally hundreds of acres worth of produce. <laughs> of produce. So, I mean, this guy, he gets there and, okay, now it's time to harvest. Pressure's on now. Harvest. Yeah. Time is right. Okay, that's cool. What, that's what you said, an idiot with money. That's what an idiot with money would do. He'd buy a Lamborghini tractor and then try to save money on the barn. <laughs> as, as you do, you know. And then there's, I don't know how many tons, how many, they need something like 20 massive trucks with like 28 tons each yeah. so that's 
what's well, quick math hundreds of tons million whatever that's a <laughs> millions know. of tons <laughs> but it's and there was nowhere to put it so they had to go put it elsewhere on uh you know an airstrip type of thing oh uh, yeah just to go store it there because there was nothing else they could do so i mean there's there's still that comical you know you can see okay this is gonna fuck up this is gonna fuck up okay there the light goes he's but i mean, realize he's fucked up you watching tv not to like i watch tv to be entertained yes. i don't watch tv like i don't watch real world not real world but i mean like it is real world but i don't want i don't want to watch a movie you don't want to watch this to learn how to farm or no not that i don't want to watch a, a show about some guy that's at my level a middle class guy it's boring i live that life you understand what i'm saying I want to watch a guy that's got the money to fuck up and try to save money on a barn and, and laugh to, about it and laugh about it and then have to store it in a barn. I like that. That's that's entertaining. Yeah. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to go like I watch these things on YouTube. Uh, it's like a YouTube channel where they go and look at these million dollar houses and that kind of stuff. I don't want to watch a one where they looking through mine or your house like, like a what? two bedroom townhouse. Yo, amazing, <laughs> incredible. That one's got a light switch and a lock. Fucking, you know, this one has dimmers. <laughs> Got two garages. Wow. There's Motorized. A- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's um you know what it was? It's well thought out, first of all. It's basic. It's everything that the Grand Tour wasn't. You understand know what I'm saying? Top, yeah. It wasn't and trying to do it was it was well thought out, but it was also basic, whereas the grand, that last Grand Tour mm-hmm. was overcomplicated and not thought out. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of shit like even like we were saying, like Oh, we didn't understand why they did that because they're just trying to throw shit at the wall yeah. as much shit at the wall. Where's this? Let him farm. He's an idiot. He's going to fuck up and he's going to be entertaining naturally. Just let him run with it. Yeah, let him be himself. Yeah, and that's exactly what you need to do with him. And especially the three of them. Just let them be idiots. You don't yeah. need to add this and add that and add this and some kind of message. The only thing I don't like about Clarkson is a lot of the time he makes a message about something. I don't want to hear that. What care. do you mean? Well, look with the with the that Chinese thing at the end, like how China's I, I oh grand tour, grand tour, but also oh, with okay. the I now watch the interview about the farming where we were saying, yeah, it's expensive and you need to buy local and what 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 if you want the farmers to make money? I don't need that from you, pal. Just fucking make me laugh. I don't need a fucking story from you. What I do miss from him is the little historical thing that he does. Like and I know that one where they uh, Vietnam they went through with the boats. <laughs> and he was talking about how the, the the history of that boat that he rebuilt or whatever yeah. like that's fucking interesting and then he ran <laughs> then he went to, and he uh, docked, uh, beached the boat you know that kind of thing like I want to hear a bit of history and then I laugh afterwards that's funny but I don't need a political statement from Jeremy Clarkson honestly. it's like who was that girl that went to the UN was it Hermione Granger oh, did yeah. she go to the UN yeah no offense to her yeah yeah I, I remember that and she had that big speech or whatever no offense to her, like I understand that you've got those opinions, but I don't know. Maybe that's not the same thing. I think she went to the UN. She didn't do a TV show, but that's different. Yeah. Like if you've got the pool, use it. And it, even if you disagree with what what Hermione Granger or whatever her name is says, she's not doing it in your face. Don't fucking listen to it. You know, it's not like she's in Harry Potter making a statement. You understand what I'm saying? If she wants to make a movie making a statement, let her make it. I ain't gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. But Jeremy Clarkson. You know, I'm, he knows why I'm watching. I don't need a political statement from him. That's not what this is about. You know no. what I'm saying? I don't know. That's what I think. I know some people agree with him. And even if you disagree or agree, I don't think that's the platform to make a political statement or whatever, you know? I think some people are given platforms for the wrong reasons. Yeah, but I don't think... Being I mean, fame. Yeah, but Jeremy, that's a platform. He's doing it at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
What, with his messages now? Yeah, I don't need to know yeah, that look, he doesn't like the government. I must say, kid. maybe it's just my small brain glossing over that, but I don't get so much of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a nitpick because it is a good show. So if I'm going to nitpick something negative about it, I think that's a pretty much the only negative I have. Like a lot of the time with them, it's a bit stale because they've done all the jokes. You know what mm. I mean? I talk yet. Yeah. Or all the jokes have been done. So crashing into each other and stuff like that. It's still sometimes funny and they get angry at each other and that kind of stuff. But it's been done. Yeah. Whereas this is completely new. And I like that. Uh, what's that name? Caleb. Or? Caleb. Oh, I think he's quite funny. I think part of the beauty is that he can't act. Yeah. That's part of it. And he's so real. Like, that's what I like about it. Sometimes shockingly real. When, when he starts talking about his haircuts. Yeah. I'm like, that, that. You know what's so crazy is that's more entertaining to me than anything, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, than most movies. Like, him talking about his haircuts. Like, that haircuts, I don't give a fuck about. My haircuts cost 100 bucks. But... Oh, you still pay for yours? And oh, that's, shame. That's 100 Rand. <laughs> and that's like $8. But... I think it's a good combination. That kind of... I wouldn't say dry humor. It's not that. It's just real. Or yeah. Relatable. He's actually that. irritated at it, which is... Yeah, but that's he gets furious at him. He yeah. gets furious. He, he, he loses his shit. And when he's like, I've never been to London. I went there one and I stayed in the coach. Like, <laughs> the fucking country bumpkin. There is actually a piece where he does go to London. I've, I've, I've seen the, the trailer for it. No, it's pretty good. And then he gets lost or something. Yeah, okay, but look. Shame, I can so where, where would you that. give it out of 10? Eight. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Easy eight. I would say uh if you're looking top gear levels like the, the specials, I'm gonna say just under the top ten, if you know what I'm saying. Like it's not as good as top gear, but it's it's pretty good. And it's just Jeremy by himself, which is amazing. Yeah. I miss James and I miss Richard. But uh I yeah, pretty good. Eight out of ten. Yeah, look, I think um I was frustrated at times during the show about yeah, but I, we only talking about the first episode. No, yeah, even the first episode, it's fine. Why are you frustrated? Because of the enormity, the scale of the operation that oh, he's got in front of him. Yeah. So it's frustrating to put just this one idiot. Yes, it's entertaining. But why do you see yourself? Because you're an idiot. What? Do you see yourself in his shoes? Because like this is Bevan. He, he's just, he takes any opportunity to insult me. Yes. It's not anyone else. He's normally actually quite civilized, but he insults me. It's just easy. But anyway, carry on. I, it was just frustrating that this oak was left to is, okay, obviously he gets consultants. We can call them in for whatever, well, yeah. for too much. He does get help in here and there, but a lot of it was left for him to do. And yes, okay, That's they may job. have been... Yes, absolutely, that's his job. But, I mean, no one should start on that scale. But that's what makes it funny. Okay, so the question there is, would it have been less funny if it was a more suitable scale? Yeah, of course it would be. It would be way more boring. If it was just that, like, it was him and then five other farmers and him not fucking up. No, no, no. Him farming. Yeah. On a smaller scale. Yeah. No, but, I mean, that creates tension. You want to be excited and... Nervous and is he going to be able to do it? And this is crazy. Like you don't know, you he's going to plow a hundred meters. Oh, oh, incredible! But I mean, you are a Formula One fan, so so what does that mean? So I don't know. You like fucking boring shit. Okay, <laughs> okay. And moving on to the next item, Suicide Squad. Amazing. No, you didn't like it. Really, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, tell me why you didn't like it. Because I think you you're the minority. <laughs> I thought they tried too hard with with humor. 
what I laughed at in the trailer previously, mm. I think with the first episode we did, yeah, when it got to that point and it was actually said, I, I thought, ah, okay. I agree with you on that. Some of, not on the humor thing, but some of the jokes were funnier in the trailer than they were yes. in the movie. Look, and I'm not going to say I didn't laugh at all in the movie. I did chuckle here and there, but it was more of like a snort. Okay. Not a snort of derision, but just a snort of amusement, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you have to picture Sheldon Cooper kind yeah. of snickering at something. Oh, it's not compared to Big Bang Theory, but okay, carry on. No, not Big Bang Theory. Sheldon snickering. <laughs> I don't watch Big Bang Theory. Not carry on. Shocking. <laughs> um, no, I thought they tried too hard, and the beginning was just, I don't want to say overly violent, because it's not, I think it's not violence that is off-putting, but I just thought it was kind of needless, especially yeah. the first bit. I know it was a decoy operation or whatever yeah, yeah. the case may be, but I thought that was a bit unnecessary and not joking about their colleagues or whatever. I know they're prisoners and you know, yeah. most are bad people in general, but I think just the how they treated their people dying, like then they laugh about this one and, oh, we're going to die. And I just thought that was a bit, it didn't fit for me. Okay. I thought that was going to happen. When watching it, like, I kind of like that, that almost like realism kind of thing. If you send people onto a beach and they, they're they not trained soldiers and they fight against trained soldiers, guess what? They're going to get fucked up. You understand what I'm saying? Like, y'all, individually, they might be great, but what are they going to do against trained soldiers? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, look, I, I don't think it was kind of like the Saving Private Ryan level of violence, but I just thought it was needless. Like, over the top. Yeah, not. I don't mean visually or graphically. Yeah, I just think the the was there doing that a, was over the top. Yeah, and unnecessary. I I don't ah. think it had a place there. Okay, and look. Okay, let's stick stick on the on the humor. I also thought it was a bit forced. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is very natural. There's yes. a lot of funny moments in Guardians because it's the same director. I thought this was a little bit forced, but I did find it funny. Um, I did enjoy the characters. Uh, I I agree with you on some of the, like I said, the trailer, some of the stuff was funny in the trailer. The humor was not on the level of Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think the movie was on the level of either no, Guardians of the Galaxies. No. But for a Suicide Squad, for, for, for what uh, Warner Brothers has been doing with DC, I thought it was the best DC film I've ever seen. Really? Not as good as The Dark Knight, but I thought it was pretty good. And I thought, if you're going to do a Suicide Squad movie, it's not made for everybody. So I'm actually kind of glad that you didn't like it because the movie's not made for you. You understand what I'm saying? It's bad people. Like what really caught, what really, what I really enjoyed about that movie was when uh, Bloodsport uh, Blood was shouting at his daughter. And obviously I would never do that. I don't think it's good. But he's a bad guy. You understand what I'm saying? He's yeah. a shit person. He's in jail because he's Alba. an arsehole. Eh? Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah, yeah. Idris Elba. He's English. <laughs> Idris Elba. Um, that was pretty good. Like the way he's an arsehole, the way John Cena is like this patriotic Captain America guy, but he's a real big douche. Because that's realistic. That's what that guy is in real life. Yeah, look, I must say, it wasn't that there was a need for a hero. I didn't really feel that. I didn't feel that the movie was short, that of this great guy coming to save everyone and yeah. uh, what um, balance is restored. I, I didn't long for that necessarily. So yeah. I don't think that was it was a, a factor for me i just thought it was very realistic like if you took prisoners and made a team out of some of the worst prisoners in the world guess what they'd be arseholes you know what i mean they'd kill the good guys like the the guy the gorillas uh, uh whatever the good guys of that country they'd kill them and be like "Ooh, sorry you know it wouldn't be yeah. like a big fucking deal and that's what i liked about it it was a movie about bad guys doing bad things not always on purpose yeah. but yeah they were doing bad things you understand what i'm saying 
And at the end, they saved, you know, they saved the country. That was kind of cool. Mm. Um, I liked it a lot. And I thought it was funny. In certain areas, like a lot of the time I was like, eh. Like I didn't laugh out loud. Like I thought the joke could have been better. Not that I could have made it better, but I thought it could have been better. Um, yeah, that was pretty much from my side. I like King Shark. I like Peacemaker. I like Idris Elba's Bloodsport. I just think, compare, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think it's the movie that we wanted on the original Suicide Squad, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, but look, I didn't really enjoy the original either. No, so. I didn't either. But I thought, what would you say? Is this better than that, than the original? Or? I can't even remember the first one. Yeah. And look, at, well, then that's saying it's much better. Yeah. Look, a lot, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Harley Quinn. I think you could get rid of her. Um, but I think, and I think they wrote her name because she's been popularized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like Holly Quinn. I'm not a huge fan of her because I think she needs to go further. She is an, a villain. They're trying to make her too sympathetic. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like with this whole Joker thing and wada, wada, wada. They did the same thing in Birds of Prey. If she's like this, she's a, a, a victim. Yeah, okay, she's a victim to the Joker, but she kills people. Like, yeah. She's not a victim and she's not an anti-hero. She should be a bad guy. Same yeah. as Bloodsport. He's a bad guy. Yes, they save people and that kind of stuff, but they're still bad guys. They're still going to do bad things. Um, what I did like is Ratcatcher 2, how she is a bad guy, but she's just stealing because, you know, she's a thief. She's mm. not a bad person, per se. Mm. Where's Bloodsport and, and Peacemaker and King Shark? You know, like King Shark's just trying to eat her. Like He's just like an animal, you know what I mean? But come on, t- don't tell me you didn't laugh when he's like, uh, what did he say? Hand. And then he's like, I smart. And he's like... <laughs> Like does that face? He's like like a like a like a fancy English gentleman. <laughs> Look, I think there could have been more of King Shark and Polka Dot Man. I think there could have been more of him, like more of him actually fighting and stuff like that, and doing more stuff. Because I think when he melted those guys, that was super cool. I think they maybe focused on the wrong characters. You know what I mean? Like I think in Guardians of the Galaxy, the side funny characters, there's more of them. Like there's more of Drax. Yeah. It's not cut too soon, you know what I mean? I thought they cut away from Polka Dot Man and they cut away from King Shark too soon in this movie. Yeah. So that was a bit jarring for me. I wanted to see more of those characters. But that's also a good thing to say about a movie where you want to see more of a certain character. But Doesn't conversely, make movie... you could also say you want to see less of others. But that's not the case. I don't mind seeing... I think... Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they could have cut out... Look, I think Rick Flag didn't need to be there mm. uh i think harley could have been that one person you know i didn't rick flag could have been cut out the movie i'm not glad he's dead because i mean that's a heartless thing to say but he never needed he didn't need to be in that movie maybe you could have had boomerang and harley quinn and flag could have been cut out maybe but uh i think maybe less of rick flag and more of because rick flag and idris alb were kind of the both the leaders and they didn't need yeah. that so maybe boomerang Actually, yeah, that would have made it a really good movie if you cut off the flag and, and Harley Quinn. You didn't need it. Yeah. No, I agree with but you. But yeah, from my side, good movie. The whole thing of killing, that that was weird for me when they killed Staru and he's like, I enjoyed looking at the stars at the end. Like, that's all he wanted to do. He wasn't like a bad guy or anything. He just wanted to look at the stars and then the human beings like captured him and tortured him and, and then they killed him. Like, that was pretty hectic for me. Yeah. Um, what would you rate the movie? Out of 10? 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? Yeah. Shit, you're generous. I'd say 6. I'd put it on Wonder Woman 1, the same level as that. 
good, not great. Okay. Oh, look, Wonder Woman, the first two acts of Wonder Woman are fucking 10 out of, not 10 out of 10, but 8, 9 out of 10. And then that last fight's um, Aries, fucking cut. But anyway, what's next? What's next, Mr. Host? Blood Red Sky. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to watch it. Jesus. Oh, but, but the concept, think about the concept. I was what? saying to my partner, my, my significant other, the concept is brilliant because you think of a horror movie and you you on the hunted side. You know what I mean? The hunt, the people being hunted side. You on the they are the good guys. They're being hunted by the the, the monster. Now, if you on the monster side and she's hunting the uh, bad guys, like that's super interesting. But it's in the light. Switch the fucking lights off. It's a fucking vampire. I don't want to see the vampire. You know what I'm saying? But there's Until other, the this is not an original move, uh, original idea. This is all the other fucking vampire movies. Eh? No, we're good vampires. We only kill when yeah, we need to. But shiny, the- fancy vampires. I want to see a monster vampire like she is. But I don't want to see, I want it to be like a horror movie where it's in the dark and you don't really see her, but you're rooting for her. Like imagine a movie, a horror movie where you're rooting for Jason. Oh, or, fucking most of them. Dude. Yeah, but that's, but, but that's not on purpose. That's not what the, the filmmaker is trying to make you do. You, you, the the idea is not to root for. Whereas, let's flip it on its head. It's a fucking good idea, but oh my god! No, I'm actually I'm upset for a number of reasons. One that you told me to watch the whole movie, and I didn't watch the whole movie. Yes, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you are you are scum. Dude. You are scum. Um, no, I I didn't enjoy the movie. I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was original. I didn't think it was worth the hour and a half to two hours or whatever I spent watching that thing. But weirdly enough, you know what upset me? And this might be because I'm a fairly new father. Mm -hmm. Is the amount of violence and not confrontation, but what that child of hers was subjected to. Like what he was forced to see and not kind of participate in mm. but that for me was i i didn't like that at all like and it's weird i mean i think five years ago i would have thought nothing of it you see and that's the thing with the concept of that you don't need look i don't really care about that i'm also a new father but you don't really need that aspect you don't need to be rooting for her because she's got a son i just, i think it, it it maybe would have been better had her son not been there yes because the guy, the bad guys are bad enough. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, she doesn't need other saving grace yeah, exactly. or another. Uh, you know, she doesn't need to be better because of a son. Or... Because if you, all you need to do is take a horror film and flip it on its head. We're rooting for the bad guy, and you make the people that she's hunting really fucking dickheads. You understand what I'm saying? We're As rooting for were, the monster. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it should have been. It just should have been shouldn't have been set on a plane first of all because you're minimizing what you can do on a plane. You've got a great idea. All you need to do is, it's very simple. Make the bad guys being hunted and, and let them kill fucking all these, you know, these these people. But it, make it all adults, you know, because then it's easier to handle. And make them kill all these uh, these people. And she's hunting and maybe even killing the good guys. Make it a shock. You know what I'm saying? Don't sanitize a film like this. You understand what I'm saying? The best horror film. I don't think it was sanitized. Well, it was sanitized because it's in the light. She's got a son. You know what I'm saying? It could have been way more Look, horror. It was pretty gruesome as well. Eh? Yeah, but that's sanitized gruesome. It's just uh, people bleeding and stuff like that. It's it's, no, it's boring. Finish watching the fucking movie. Maybe yeah, okay, but maybe sanitized isn't the word. It's more they dumbed it down. They put a kid in there. Yeah, I could make this fucking movie better. All you need to do is have the vampire 
and have her like like i was interested in that woman at the beginning like i thought she had cancer and those kinds of things and she was quite sympathetic i didn't need the son it could have just been her and she's having a hard time then terrorists or whatever come and and, and hijack or, or it doesn't need to be a plane but whatever it is wherever it is there's bad guys and they're killing people and you show it from their point of view like as the bad guy and from from the you know the victims as as in the good people them attacking and and hurting these people and those kind of things and then she fucking loses it and then she becomes a fucking monster not half half you understand what i'm saying she's a vampire and she's fu- having fisticuffs with with people yeah getting a foot stuck in the fucking chair and it's light i can see it it's funny that was funny what the fuck this will be the first pro tip from idiots report don't waste your time yeah please don't waste your time it actually it's not about wasting your time. It's actually, well, you are wasting time, but it's going to irritate you. You're not yeah. going to like the movie because of, because it's such a great concept. You understand what I'm saying? It's so, fu- it's like the movie, you know, Alexander. Yes. That's such an amazing concept. Such an amazing story. I know you like it because you're. Because I'm a what? <sighs> the, the, the story of Alexander is so interesting. It's more than one movie. You can't make one movie about Alexander's life. You just can't. It's, it's, it's too, there's too much going on. It's a great, but they fucked it up. It's a good concept. Now, this is not as good as a concept as Alexander, but it's a good concept. It's a good B-rate, low-budget movie. You could make this movie for fucking $10 million, and it would be a hit. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be this huge, because it's such a brilliant concept. And all they did was I don't, fucking uh, squash it. I don't, I don't think it's such a brilliant concept. Why not? Because Being rooting not- for the monster against these people. But that's brilliant. That's. <laughs> I think it's more or not more necessarily, but I think it's also more to it than that. What do you I mean? Th- what do you, what's more to it? It's not just. No, I know what you're saying. The movie is just not that concept. Yes. But I'm, I, don't worry about the movie. The concept. I'm not saying. Just the concept. Of, of what? Rooting for the monster, the vampire, the Nosferatu vampire, rather than, you know, against these bad people. That's a good concept. Have but, half the movie where she doesn't have powers and then the other half where she does. So you're rooting for the good guys. You, you're worried about them dying and stuff and you think she's got cancer. Then she becomes a fucking Nosferatu vampire and rips these motherfuckers apart. Brilliant. Sorry, it is. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I just think it's a wasted potential. I think it could have been a freaking cool movie. When I first saw it and I first saw it, I thought, fuck, this is going to be brilliant. But the, the major thing is, in a horror movie, if you've got a vampire, turn the fucking lights off. I don't need to see the monster. That's the purpose. That's why Jaws is so brilliant. Because you don't see the shark until the end. It's, it scares you. The what if scares you more than the actual shark. You understand what I'm saying? When I, if you watch Jaws or... Uh, I don't know. What's another scary movie? But like most scary movies, you don't see the monster until the end. And at the end, you're less scared than you were at the beginning. Because you're like, what the fuck? You know? Your mind comes up with a with the worst case scenario. And then that can never be... Uh, you know that kind of that kind of fear can never be reached by a filmmaker because when you see it, it kind of uh, lessens the, the the impact. So that could have been done in this. You think she's got cancer, and then slowly but surely these guys are getting picked off, and you start to see her change. But you know, if if I would have done it, she would have changed, but it would have been a reflection of something. She would have been like convulsing and stuff like that, and like really changed, like her body structure changed into this long arm, not for Archie kind of character, but it kind of. Remember Harry Potter where the Lupin becomes a werewolf? Yes. 
like that long arm creepy kind of thing. thing yeah. Now this is an R-rated film. You could have really made it look creepy because I think what they did was they sanitized that creep. Like they were halfway to making that werewolf look cool. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It looks creepy, but then they sanitize it because it's a kids' movie. Whereas this, you could have really gone far. She could have been a real monster, but you're still rooting for it because they built that up. And at the end, then she has to die or whatever. That I still think it was a shit movie. Yeah, because it didn't take advantage of the good ideas. And because it was shit. Yeah, but the reason it's shit is because they had good ideas and then they just fucking pissed them down the way. That's what makes it worse for me. That's why, for me, it's a minus one, not a one. You understand what I mean? Understand what you mean? Yeah. No. No, I'm saying? No, I mean. But it could have been, like, that's what irritates me, is it could have been a good movie because they had good ideas. Those are two fucking good ideas and they fucking pissed them away. I think it was mediocre ideas, but nevertheless, yeah, but you, don't don't waste your time. This don't is coming from it. a man that still argues well, what we argued last week. If you don't listen to the episode, shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, before we end, I just wanted to uh, what's the word when you recommend recommend. I wanted to recommend MMA Junkie. That's a cool YouTube video. They go through like top tens and different lists and those kinds of things so i love me a good list yeah so you should actually i'm recommending it to you and i'm recommending it to the listeners listen to it uh or watch the videos they're pretty freaking cool um the other thing i just forgot what i wanted to say now. um the other thing i wanted to say is uh it's also a recommendation but because it's kind of bad khabib uh, gets interviewed it's called hot boxing with mike tyson actually i want you to listen to it next week uh, it's Khabib, uh, hot boxing with Mike Tyson, uh, with Khabib Nurmagomedov and Henry Cejudo. The interview is so fucking funny because Mike Tyson literally doesn't know where he is or what he's talking about. Like Henry Cejudo would be like, "Hey, Mike," and then Mike's like, "What? What? What did you say?" Like it's fucking hilarious. So if you uh, please, listeners, watch it, comment on Instagram or email us or whatever. Um, you can find our email at uh, idiotsreportpodcast at gmail and Idiot Report Podcast on Instagram. I'll let Jack wrap us up. Consider yourself wrapped. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening.